This is The VO Life, positive conversations about living the voiceover life. Inside into the business and day-to-day grind of being a regular Joe VO. From the humble beginnings to the finally hitting a new level to getting that first big client. It's all about that VO life. Here's your host, Troy Holden. Hey, 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 and welcome back. You are listening to The VO Life. I'm Troy Holden near Nashville, Tennessee, bringing you all the news from down in the VO ditches. All of us in here digging, trying to make a living, trying to find a way to make a buck. And uh, you may have noticed I've been harping and picking a lot lately, whether on the Facebook page or, or through even through the podcast some, about... Uh, the last episode about VO Bingo, we've talked about people just being so, um, I don't know what my word is, so entitled to a lot of answers to questions and uh, uh, not really making the right kind of efforts to, to get their career started, jumping on Fiverr immediately, jumping on Upwork before they even have a demo or even really know what they're doing. So this week we're going to speak to someone who, in my opinion, is doing it the right way. Uh, Charles Bain lives down in Warner Robins, Georgia. He's originally from Birmingham, Alabama, so uh, he and I will play uh, dueling tater here in just a minute, maybe just in case, (laughs) but he's not quite as hillbilly as I am. Charles is also an actor, so you're going to hear his approach as to what he's done. So let's welcome Charles Bain to the VO Life. Hey, Troy. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's great to see you. Glad you're feeling better, too. I am feeling fantastic. I actually went to the doctor uh, yesterday morning, and he walked in, and I tried to fool him. I had my head down. He said, hey, how are you feeling? You all right? And I looked up at him, and I said, this is the best I've felt in five years. Uh, it's amazing <laughs> what that surgery did uh, by getting that uh, what they called a candy cane off of my stomach and uh, relieving all that bacteria. I mean, it was just causing all kind of problems. But thanks for asking, and I do feel fantastic. I didn't have a voice for about three days, which was a struggle. But uh, everything is back strong, and I've got energy, and I just I just feel good. I don't know any way else to put it. I haven't felt so good in so long. I'm so proud of it. I'm just telling everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shout it from the hilltops. I, I am shout it from the hilltops, Charles. I have uh, I've uh, you and I've been acquainted for a while. You've been uh, in mm-hmm. some groups uh, that I'm in, and in our group, and you know you've been in some. Um, uh, where we've had some gatherings where a lot of us got together and talked about voiceover and stuff. We used to do that some on Thursdays. Um, I've really enjoyed watching what you're doing because you are following the right steps. So uh, kind of take us back in time and just say when when this decision came to look into voiceover, when, why, and what uh, propelled you into this? Sure. Um, well, it was around 2015, 2014, 2015. Um, and I had, um, I offered to uh, do a, a radio testimonial for a, a local um, HVAC company that came and put a, a heat pump at our house in Alabama. And I, I never thought they would take me up on it. But uh, I got a phone call a couple weeks later. They said, hey, yeah, um, if you're available, we'd love for you to come in. And uh, of course, I, I, I've done theater. Uh, I did. Uh, I found acting on stage in high school, and I was hooked like a drug. Um, did theater in high school. Did it in college. Uh, had a couple scholarships. Um, learned Shakespeare, which is really fun. Um, so I've always enjoyed acting, and I've never stopped. I just maybe I didn't have an audience, but I would you know act in the truck, just just do anything. And uh, and so I went in and. Um, it was it was kind of that euphoria all over again. Uh, you sit down in this. The, it wasn't really a studio. They just had a console and a, a mic on a stand, and uh, the room was was kind of treated. And um, and I learned it, it's like I went in over prepared. I went in and I spoke like a radio ad, and it wasn't until literally like a month ago that it hit me. Um, because he he kind of he had to keep working and working just to to get the me out, not to get the prepared statement, and that's what I thought they wanted, being the overprepared actor, right? 
Uh, but it was it was that same euphoria all over again where you sit down in front of a hot mic and you're like, you know, I, I get to, to do something cool here. So uh, after that, I was I was determined I'm going to be a voiceover actor. And I ordered a Focusrite starter kit, the solo with the microphone and the XLR cable and, and all that. And uh, didn't really do anything because um, I, I you know had a couple of YouTube channels I watched, but didn't do anything with it uh, because I didn't know what to do. So uh, fast forward a couple of years, uh, my wife and I moved to Warner Robins at the end of 2016. Uh, in 2017, I refound my love for stage acting and was able to, to have an outlet for that here, which is wonderful. And uh, I said, you know what, let me, let me look at this voiceover again. And uh, because I'm an actor, um, surely I can do voiceover. And, uh, and I, I happened to find the Atlanta voiceover studio. Atlanta's about an hour and a half north of, of where I'm at, so it's not a far drive. Um, unless there's traffic and then it's like four days. Um, but, uh, so I, uh, I looked into, uh, to what they had there at the Atlanta voiceover studio and, and I didn't know it at the time, but they had just opened about a year and a half before, before I even looked into them. So they were relatively new as far as a business goes. And, um, I, uh, I started taking some, uh, some, uh, some workshops um, I did, uh, I skipped the intro to voiceover and, uh, and kind of taught my way into the, uh, the intro to animation, because if you're an actor, you want mm -hmm. to like, I think that's the, the holy grail of voiceover actors, right. Is to do animation. Sure. And so I thought Absolutely. again, I'm an actor. Um, I, I can, I can act. This should be a piece of cake, right? I should go in there. I'm going to just slay these people. Right. And, um, and man, I was humbled <laughs> uh, really quick because it is, <laughs> it is not as easy, not as easy as, um, as good professional voiceover actors make it look. And that's why they're professionals because they make it look easy. Mm -hmm. Um, True. yeah, I've, I've taken several, um, voiceover workshops, uh, intro to animation, advanced animation, um, promo workshop. Um, I've even done a looping workshop, which is really cool. Um, and looping, uh, voiceovers, which I can, uh, there's, there's plenty of info there on that, um, on the web. Um, and so it, it's, it's been kind of a slow burn. So the first year I did a few, uh, workshops and then the next year I did a couple. Um, I got to do a, a Disney casting workshop with a, uh, an Emmy award-winning Disney casting director. She literally won her Emmy two days before our class. So that was really cool. But it was more wow. as kind of an information gathering. Uh, this whole this whole process has been information gathering. Um, do I even mm -hmm. want to do voiceover? Um, and and kind of what all is involved? Because that that very first workshop was an eye opener. Of this isn't easy. It sounds easy, but it's right. not. And and right. you know I listen to a lot of um, uh, old radio shows when I would. Uh, travel for work and uh, listen to those voice actors from the thirties and the forties. And, and man, those people were such good actors. They were such professionals at their craft. It was inspiring and still is when I listen to it because they, they have the ability to, um, to, to bring out an emotion with just their voice. And, and that's really difficult to do. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, here I am. Um, last year I wanted to, uh, Last year, I was going to say, uh, the first of the year, I said, I'm going to draw the line in the sand, and I'm not going to play around anymore with, with dreams and aspirations. You've got to make a decision, Charles. Um, are you going to pursue voiceover? And if you are, do it. Or if you're not, don't and stop talking about it. But, but you got to do something. And so uh, I said, last year, that was going to be my year. And then I was going to start uh, and do uh, a voiceover intensive, a three-month voiceover intensive that met weekly. And then the pandemic hit. And uh, at the time, it was only offered in person. So, um, so that everything got kind of, kind of uh, put on hold. But I'm glad it did um, because, you know, everything happens for a reason, in my opinion. And, uh, and so had I not uh, had to wait and do it this year, which I did, um, January, February, and March, I did a three-month voiceover intensive that really it, it takes you from I'm curious to here are your actionable next steps. We take you through what copy is. We take you through what specs are. We take you through how to use your voice. Um, it, it's a lot of information that you get uh, on a weekly basis. Um, and, and this year was the first year that they offered it virtually. So, um, you know, mm -hmm. had I not done that, now, now who, um, I would Who be. was that? Who did that work through? 
the that was through the Atlanta band. voiceover studio as well. Um, oh, okay. They do, uh, they do uh, the, yeah. the voiceover intensive. They have several different coaches actually. So you can kind of uh, pick and choose depending on uh, when, when you can do it. Uh, they have different, um, different coaches at different nights and, and times of the year. So um, yeah, everything's through the Atlanta or all that's through the Atlanta voiceover studio. Okay. Um, okay. And it was, they have, uh, they have some that are, are solely virtual where you only meet over zoom, which is what I did. Um, we had somebody from Huntsville in our class and a lot of people from Atlanta. Um, and then they have some that are hybrid where they actually meet there at the studio where you get to get into the booth. And, and that's the thing is all these, these workshops, uh, gave you time in the booth or in front of the microphone. It wasn't a, a class, but it was a kind of a class. It was a workshop. You, you got to go in the booth mm-hmm. and do some real stuff. So, right. um, so yeah, right. it's, it, it was, um, that was, that was the only thing that I knew what to do next, um, is, is do the intensive cool. because I, I knew enough to know that I didn't know a lot and I needed to know more. Right. 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 Yeah, that's that, I guess that's my heartburn with where so many people are at and the flood of people that are doing this because we see, and I'm sure you see it too, we see those same questions over and over and over in these groups, you know, uh, and, and the one I think that aggravates me the most is where do I get my work? You know, and it, it's nothing's handed to you in VO. Um, and, and I'm I'm highly respectful that you took that path that you took. Uh, I think that's very commendable, and I wish more people would take that approach that I want to learn VO first, and then I want to see if it suits me and if I really want to do it, and then I'll do it. But so many people jump in, and, and they jump on Fiverr, they jump on Upwork, they're on Voices.com, and then they say, oh, my gosh, I need a coach. Uh, and, oh, my gosh, I need this. And I'm not downing folks that did that because part of my process was not what it should have been. I started uh, on some places earlier than I should, but I was fairly knowledgeable about what I was doing. And I was fairly, I'm not going to say I was competent, but I was confident that I could do what I was doing. But um, to be able to learn and comprehend and apply and then get in the business Holy smokes, that's going to be a leg up. And and up and let's you know today being today, are you you're still not signed up anywhere? Is that correct? As far as a platform or anything, you're not doing anything yet. Correct. Um, I am like as as the audience hears this right now. Uh, I am as new as new can get. Um, and actually, uh, if you want to, we'll we'll launch my Fiverr gig uh, while we're on the the. the uh, podcast right now and and you'll you'll be here with me the audience will when i actually go live on a platform and uh and dip my toe into the the water of voiceover now see there it is here's here's a guy that started several years ago he he dipped his toe in the water he went back and got a lot of formal uh training in the form that we keep talking about workshops group settings um, I, I posted several good uh, videos today on conversational reads off of Voices.com. They're a really good resource for a lot of stuff, and they don't mind you know mind that stuff being shared. Learn, learn, learn. Drink, 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 uh, and then when it's time, you get on here and go. And I'm I just think that's fantastic. Uh, here uh, in the last couple of weeks, I've had some conversations about, and I'm very seriously still <laughs> still thinking about it. I probably won't do it, but I'm thinking about closing, not my Upwork account. I'm not worried about it because it's under my first name, but I have thought, thought seriously, I need to close my Fiverr account and start over because had I known uh, then what I know now, I could have launched a lot better. I could have launched hotter. I would have understood what I was doing. I could have understood all the keywords, how to set the gig up. And I had to learn a lot after I signed on, which got me behind, which lowered my average selling price, which has slowed my growth a little bit. Um, and I'm really teetering with that idea because I know a couple of highly successful voiceover artists who did that, who stopped their gig. They went back and started another one under a totally different name. 
they used a uh, I, I don't want to say too much because <laughs> I don't want to give away who it is uh, one of the one or one of the two they used uh, like an in-laws or a relative's first name and last name from two different sides of the family and so that was their name and they borrowed a picture from a family member that didn't mind uh, and it was a nice handsome guy that they used and that became their new Fiverr gig. Now, here's the funny part. They were struggling before in their own name because they didn't want to push it very hard because they were with some agencies. They had a lot of direct business, and they were very successful as a VO. But they knew that if that those direct people could find them on Fiverr, and they'd say, well, how come you'll do that on there for $15, and you're charging me $250? So that was his worry why he changed. Mine is more to have a better, you know, a better appearance or a better uh, path on Fiverr. But his was to get his name off of it. But the funny part was he wasn't doing that well on Fiverr. When he changed it and because he knew all this stuff, he became a top-rated seller in less than a year. So it can work, you know, because you have the knowledge to go back and do it the right way. So that's why I'm saying I think you have a fantastic leg up by doing it this way and the right way and that's why i wanted people to hear this story it is totally different from probably anything else that we've talked about uh, all through these podcasts and even going all the way back to the vo ladder um so you're going to launch well, on, you know, you're ready to launch on fiverr what what where are you going from here just kind of kind of think you know you got to have some plans what are you thinking from here sure uh well right now um it, Fiverr will be where I start um, and just kind of learn the flow. Um, I think that for anybody that's starting out, um, and, and the approach that I took is be a student of, of the business. Um, and, and the thing about VO is there's, there's many different dropping off points as far as like where you want to, to begin your your vo business if you want to do it freelance or if you want to you know go for straight for agencies or whatnot so uh the the slow burn approach um i'm going to uh to go ahead and launch on fiber fiver um right now uh as as we speak and then um right now uh voices.com is running uh their their annual sale so i'll probably sign up for that and and work on my um my auditions and, uh, you know, if I, if I can land something during auditions, that's good. Um, but really right now, this is the, this is putting the things that I've learned into practice, um, to get better. Um, and, and as you get better, then of course you, you begin to raise your rates. But I, I did want to mention this, um, like I said before, I wanted to be a student of the business. And part of that was determining where did I want to enter into voiceover? Did I want to go the freelance route? Did I want to, to start soliciting agencies? And, and what I learned um, is that, uh, one, uh, when, you've, when you're just starting out, you'll, you'll update your demo you know, seven, eight times in a year because you'll, you'll progressively be getting better and better and better and better. And so uh, for people that, that just jump in, um, I'm not going to 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 dissuade anybody from from getting in there and getting after it. Um, I, I certainly commend for people that do that. I'm a, I'm an analyst, so I like to analyze things. But I want to I want to say this because you see this a lot. And and I actually answered a question on another group, an Atlanta voiceover group. Um, just because you have a microphone does not mean that you can do voiceover. And that's what I thought. Like I have acting skills uh, and, and I, so I'll buy a microphone and I will do voiceover because I have a microphone and there's so much more to the craft. It is a craft. Um, there's so much more that's happening when you're doing a voiceover. So having a microphone no more makes you a voiceover actor than having a scalpel makes me a brain surgeon or having a camera makes me a professional photographer. Um, just because I can speak does not mean that I can just start doing voiceover. I can start practicing voiceover. And that's, that's what I recommended to someone. They said, uh, their question was, uh, what, what microphone should I get, 
um, I'm just starting in voiceover. And so uh, I, I got curious. So I, I looked at, at some of their posts in the group and, and they are brand new, like haven't done a thing. If they're asking about microphones, you kind of figure they're, they haven't done a thing. And so um, I said what you say all the time, what a lot of people uh, across many groups and several people in our group, uh, the, the VO's journey or VO life <laughs> group uh, say is uh, get coaching. And so what I told this person is, I said, go get uh, an inexpensive USB mic. Go get the, the fee fine or fi fine. Or I didn't say this, but heck, go to five below and you can get a USB microphone for five bucks. And you can practice on that and take the rest of that money that you would have spent like I did uh, on the, the Focusrite set, which uh, I'm still using uh, the headphones from it and the interface. Um, and instead of spending $200 there, Go spend five bucks on a microphone and then go spend a hundred bucks on a coach or go spend 200 bucks on some coaching sessions. Um, because it's more than just, I'm going to talk into a microphone because you need that kind of feedback from other people uh, that are professionals because um, we can be our own worst critic and we can also be our biggest cheerleader. And, uh, and, and I'm, I'm guilty of both. And I've done, uh, I just finished work with Mike Hathcoat, um, which I know many of uh, the listeners will recognize that name um, on getting my uh, commercial demo done. And, uh, and when we, when it was recording time and uh, we started recording the spots, you know, I'd record a couple of takes. I'm like, I nailed that one. He's like, oh, let's, let's, let's do this and this because he's listening from a more objective point of view. And, uh, and that's where, you know, I'm, I'm a biggest cheerleader. I nailed it. And he's like, Hmm. And I need you to let's go back and do this. And that's that's why uh, that's where you learn. That's where you grow. And if you are only growing with yourself, um, right. you're going to grow at right. a very slow rate. Um, and that's that's why it's it's not in the beginning. It's not about the treatment. It's not about the equipment. It's about the training, because the, the right. best microphone in the world, the, the, the quietest room in the world cannot compensate for someone that can't read copy, that can't interpret script, that, that can't mm -hmm. uh, understand uh, the right words to push and, and see the, the, the repeated words and, and what the copy is trying to say. If you don't know how to mm -hmm. read copy, which is totally different than just reading, um, then, then none of this stuff is going to help you because it's, it's ultimately so, up to you behind the mic. You make all that happen. Right. And, and an interesting point you bring up right there, all right, you have an acting background. You have had to learn scripts, memorize scripts, take those on stage and, and perform that. Voice acting, it's right there in front of you. All you got to do is read it. Why is it so hard? Tell us, tell us why it's different. Oh boy. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll share. Because it is different, right? It is. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Very much so. Um, and I'll share, you know, my difficulties. Uh, a lot of my, like I said, uh, acting background is in theater and, uh, and I've actually, uh, I've, I hopped in a, um, a clubhouse room, uh, with a voiceover coach, uh, that I had I knew of, I had never met him and he has a theater background. Cause I, I gotta know, cause there's, there's just like when, when you can hear a radio person and you can hear it when a radio person says, well, I'm, I'm going to start doing voiceover. Uh, I've done radio for 15 years. I'm going to just do voiceover. And then they come in and they talk like this and they aftershave and whatever. And you're like, that's a, that's not, that's not the spot because it's the radio voice. And it's the same thing with theater. Um, in theater, we have to project very far and, um, and that's what I'm trying to get broken of because um, it, this is a, a micro example is that you're only talking to one person. You, you have to, 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 when you're doing your copy, you're only talking to one person and that person is right in front of you and they're not moving. They're not 30 feet away. They're not a hundred feet. They're not in the back of the auditorium. They don't have to hear you all the way back there. They're right here. Just like if you were right in front of me and we just have a conversation and, uh, and that's really difficult to break because I'm not performing to an extent, but in voiceover, you're still performing. It's very much more understated. Um, 
I'm, I'm struggling to, uh, to, to accurately describe the differences, but it is much a much more intimate um, uh, feel when you're doing the voiceover and, and, and interpreting the script because you are only talking to one person and you only have to get the you only have to convey the thought to one person. You don't have to convince an audience. And so your words aren't quite as exaggerated. Your, your emotions are not quite as exaggerated. And, uh, and you really have to dial it back so far um, to, to find that voiceover. We kind of have to relearn how to talk again when you've got a, vo- a microphone in front of you. And, and I've heard a coach, which I'll probably at the first of next year um, work with this coach uh, that is he does a, an intensive on um, on just the conversational read, mastering the conversational read, but he calls it um, the burden of the words. Um, because you and I can talk just like we're talking right now, and this could be a spot, a, a VO spot. But if it was just me in here by myself on the microphone looking at my copy, then I might want to push this a little bit and put that in there and you forget how to talk. That's the burden of the words where you walk in, there's a microphone and there's, there's copy and and you think you have to do something with it other than just be. And it, it's, it sounds easier than it is because you just have to, to, to go against all of your, your intuitions of there's, I must perform. You just, you gotta be right. Just be right. Uh, key, key word that you use there was intimate. I think that's, I think that says it all because that is exactly where it has to go. It has to be, you know, who, who am I talking to? What am I talking about? Why am I talking about it? What is the expectation? You're trying to find your keywords. Where does the mood change in the script? And now I have to pull it back, pull it back, pull it back and have a conversation with someone whether I choose that to be my brother, my mother, my wife. And I try to picture all of these things before I start reading. And I still will, will be overboard at times, uh, as you said, because there's a microphone there. And I'm seeing my, my vocal wave on the screen. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wandering and looking around. And, and, it, and it can be very distracting. And it's something that you truly have to dial in and it is a craft and it is a very intimate conversation because you're you're um you know it it has to be a dialogue and not a monologue and i think that's where a lot of people just lose it they they get in dialogueville and and they cannot get out i think that's where a lot of radio people get but there are several who have done extremely well in voiceover so i'm i don't want to I don't want to don't want to make that out to be that everybody in radio can't do it. Just like you're showing us here that, and and I know another you know Louise who does our intro. She's she was an actress and and uh, did live acting and it and I can you can tell the the difference in the ease in some of the reads, and uh, and we'll be playing uh, before we uh, before we close out. We're going to play a couple of your spots, and I want people to hear you know, what that training has done for you. Cause it's, you know, I, I've told you several times, I mean, even early on, I said, you, you have the gift for it. You just got to hone it and go get it. And, uh, so we're going to play a couple spots uh, here at the end of the podcast. And I want everybody to hear what good training and what taking your time and concentrating does. And, and here's what I really want people to take away is you're, you're stepping into Fiverr or Upwork or, or Voices.com. And I think where you're at, you can get on Voices.com and pick and choose auditions and do well. But you're stepping in with already a toolbox in your hand where a lot of people, you know, come to the fight and they've only got a screwdriver. And uh, so, I, you know, I think you got a really great head start. It's just interesting to me. And I know a lot of people maybe are out there snoozing and falling asleep on us and that's okay. But folks, this is very interesting because it's a totally different perspective on what most people have done. Uh, I I will venture to say 75, 85% of people have jumped in a Facebook group. Uh, Yep. This is what I want to do. And within a few weeks they're, they're signed up and trying to do it as quickly as they can. And, you know, scrambling, so uh, I'm, it's very interesting to watch your progress and how it goes. And I'm going to be just as interested to see over the next few weeks 
you know, how quickly do you get your first order? Were you able to, you may catch fire quicker. Can you bump your pricing structure up faster and, and things like that? And that's where it's going to be interesting, I think, to see how it takes off for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm secretly hoping because uh, tomorrow will be Friday the 13th. Um, and I'm hoping I get my first order on Friday the 13th. Just because yep. it would, I don't know. I'm I'm weird like that. That would be cool, but I, I, I do. I want to mention a couple of things. Um, I, I read um, there was a, a blog post that came out on the eighth, and I'm I know I'm probably going to mispronounce this person's name, but it's Billy Joe Cons or Conzi, K-O-N-Z-E. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Um, and and I apologize, Billy, if Billy Joe, if you're listening, uh, I don't know how to pronounce your name, but it's a great blog post and it's titled should you pivot and it it really goes through like i mean it is so textbook exact on the the mindset of probably every single one of us that's listening to this podcast that's either that's already in voiceover and we're established that's someone that's like me that's about to start uh, someone that was me that is, that has aspirations of starting and, and they're not sure where to begin. Uh, this blog post does a really good job because it kind of goes through all of these different stages. And you know, the first stage is that stage of excitement, and and you're like, I can go do this. And then you get in there, and it's like, oh, this is hard, and I can't do this. And then the the, and I'm doing a terrible job of summarizing it, but the where the pivot comes in is, well, I'm going to pivot out of this into the next thing that I'm, I'm on fire for. And it's, mm-hmm. it's a really good, like when I read it, I, I, I went, well, I identify with that and that and that and that, like, this is my journey that I've been on for the past, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what, six years um, from the first time that I got behind a, right. a real microphone to do some, something, you know, that was real copy uh, to now uh, I've gone right. through all of those, those different things. And, and I also want to say this, um, because I know that that we've all heard this. Somebody says, how do I get started? Or can I get started? Or what does it take to get started in voiceover? And a lot of the answers that we hear are, it is easy to get started in voiceover. And it is. Like, it, it really is. All you need is a microphone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have treatment. Yep. All you need is a microphone to get started in voiceover. But I think, and I've been thinking about this a lot the past couple of days, I think where the problem is, is that we equate, because it looks so easy, or we may interpret it as being so easy, that if I just get started, I'll, I will be successful. And there's mm-hmm. a, there's right. a difference right. in that. And I, I, I feel like, and I'm, I'm looking at myself when I say this, because I was that person of, well, I just need a microphone. And I can get started in voiceover, and that means I'm going to be successful. And having a microphone does not mean you're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. Having a microphone means I I have something that I need to get started. So is it easy to get started in voiceover? Yes, it is very easy to get started in voiceover. Amazon, uh, Five Below, those are all your best friends. Is it easy to be successful in voiceover? No, it is not. And and I, I don't say that to 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 scare anybody off. I just, I want, I want people to understand that it, it does take, um, dedication because it is a craft. It is a skill. It is an art. And, and there are people that have, have, you know, they have natural talent and they jump in and they catch fire right away and they are off to the races and they are making money hand over fist. And if they just stay that way, that that match will burn out pretty fast because they're they're on raw talent. But in order to to get to that elite level, you've you've got to be able to do, to read your copy. You've got to be able to look at your copy and know what you're looking at. I'm not looking at a an advertisement, but what does is what's in the advertisement? And uh, you know. A lot of people may or may not know. I mean, uh, commercial copy is interpreted and read much differently than promo copy. Um, there are things that you look for in promo copy um, that that you know what to hit based off of of how it's written. And if you don't know that, then and you go into a directed session or something like that, saying, "Well, I can be a voiceover and, and I've got a good voice," um, and not discounting any of that, but that there's more to it than just 
reading the words. You have to you have to convey that emotion, and that's what the good voiceover artists do is they're able to convey the emotion of that that copy uh, into words. And uh, and so I just I felt like I needed to say that that there is a difference between. Uh, is it easy to start in voiceover and it, is it easy to be successful? Because those are, those are not interchangeable terms at all. And I, I think right. we kind of get caught up in that a little bit. Right. Yep. I, I agree. I, I think, um, you know, we can all say that, uh, if you listen to whether it's a spot on the radio or if you're in a workshop and you're listening to someone else read, and this is where I, I get the test and I've done this year, a lot of workshops. So if another person is reading and it catches my attention and I'm paying attention to what they're saying and I'm leaning into the screen, they got me, you know, so they did their job. They drew me in, they got my attention and I wanted to hear what they had to say. That is the trick. Um, if, if you're not able to get to that point, you know, and you're just reading or you're just talking and it's not heartfelt and there's not emotion and a connection um, you're not you know you're not gonna have the success you want to have uh, you're right there are, there there will be the flash in the pan here and there and people will get uh, uh, they'll take off and they'll go quick and they'll have a, a, a hot six months or whatever and you're right unless they are now and I know one person who did that and then they started getting a bunch of coaching and it just got even better and that's good move because you know they knew they knew that was the right thing to do but i i do see how others would would look at it as oh it's easy money it's fast money and i'll take what i can get and when it's over it's over you know and and voiceover shouldn't be like that it should be a passion it should be something you're in it for the long haul it's not uh something you should ever expect it to be an overnight success but on the other hand where you have put in the effort on the front end I think probably my expectation would be a little bit different because, you know, you have you have really dug in and learned a lot of stuff. You have gotten the education. You have gotten the training. And I really do hope that it pays off in big ways. So what we're going to do on the VO Life is on the podcast is here in about six weeks, uh, and it may be just a short 10, 15-minute follow-up, we're going to check back in and say, hey, all right, where are you now? How did it work? You know, flip, flop, or die, it doesn't matter. There's nothing to be, you know, whichever way it goes. And uh, and I want people to, you know, we want people to follow up and hear about it because this is, in my crazy opinion, this was the right way to do it. You know, um, it's just like, and I've said this many times, you know, doctors all go to school and they get a degree and they, uh, they're all doctors, but that doesn't mean I want every one of them to be my doctor or my surgeon. Um, I want to know that they're good at what they do. I want to hear from other people that they're good at what they do. So like in this, people want to see your reviews and they want to see, you know, what are they saying about this person uh, as a voiceover and what is the feedback other people are giving? Is he easy to work with? When we do a live session, are they cooperative? When I change direction and say, I need you to do it this way, do they do it on the next take and nail it? And, uh, you know, that's uh, there's a whole lot more to it than just recording something. And you're right. A microphone and a laptop in a treated room do not maketh a VO artist. It just doesn't. <laughs> you're right. Just and, you know, it, uh, something Try. hit me you, when you were talking when you're talking about a doctor. You know, when we go to the, to the doctor and, of course, you've been to one recently, we only get to see the results from the efforts of their training. We don't get to see how much time that they spend at home reading through a medical journal, uh, whether they're watching a seminar um, or, or, or whatever it is. I would, I would be willing to guess that most doctors uh, are, are always learning because medicine is always changing. There are always new breakthroughs. There are always new methods. There are, there's always something new happening in medicine. But the thing is, is we don't see that as the patients. We only see the results from that training. And, and that's, that's, I think when, when we hear someone's demo, um, 
And when we, when we see someone's success, we only get to see the results of that training. And what we don't know, and maybe the questions that we don't ask, and we maybe should ask more often is, what kind of training are you doing? I know, Troy, that, that you are constantly working with coaches and you're constantly being a student of the business, of the craft. And, and even if you go, because, uh, again, I love acting and, and I follow and, and read up on different uh, film and TV actors, everybody has a coach. Think of the, the best TV or film actor you can absolutely think of, Denzel Washington. I love Denzel Washington, a phenomenal actor. He has a coach. And you would think, well, he's Denzel. He doesn't need a coach. No, he needs a coach. Um, and, and so there's there's never a point, I think, ever in, in our careers where we will ever get to that point of, I don't need a coach. Um, and like I said, I know, uh, matter of fact, I know a VO um, artist right now who is the, the voice of NBC, uh, the Today Show on NBC. Like when you watch the, the Today Show, hit the promos, that's him. And he's up in Atlanta. He, uh, he taught the promo class at the Atlanta VoiceOver Studio. Um, and he has a coach. He still coaches. And this guy's voicing promos for the Today Show, but he still has a coach. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. because he is My still coaches a have student. coaches. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He's still a student because trends change and, and uh, desires change from, from different ad agencies and things like that. And, uh, and you can never not be a student of the business. You can never not be a right. student of the craft. The, the moment you feel like, well, I've arrived, you're, you'll fall behind very quickly. <laughs> right, right. I agree 100%. Very good point. Very good point. Charles, thank you so much. For, for being very open and honest and putting yourself out there for everybody. Um, I, I appreciate it, and I think people will too. I, I, it's a different side of the story, and I think it's an interesting one, and that's what we try to try to throw out on our podcast is a little bit of everything. Uh, you know, we're talking to people that are successful, like uh, Trevor and Dane. We're talking to people that are starting up, like Louise and Brad. And, you know, we're talking to uh, another person who caught fire quick on Fiverr in um, Alice Everdeen, who's done very well there. And, um, you know, and to learn these backgrounds and how people are getting there and why they're getting there. Um, so folks are hearing a lot of common threads in all of this. And one of those is you got to have coaching, you got to have training, and we want to encourage you to get that. And some say, I can't afford it. Well, if you can't yet, there's a lot of free stuff you can get out there and watch. We posted some videos on the page today, and you can go find more of those on your own. There's tons of it out there. Workshops are not expensive. There are some as low as $20. Uh, I have been to a $20 workshop, and it was as good as the $67. $70 ones I've been to. Uh, you'll get good advice. You'll get good coaching. Um, so do the right things. And I want to encourage everybody, do the right things. Be a professional. Don't be a fly-by-night. Uh, do it right and, and make a good name in the VO community. You know, get out there and hustle and make a good name. And we'll be checking back in with Charles, and we're going to play a few of his spots also, because I want you to hear, yep, this guy's pretty darn good, and, and I think we're going to be hearing a lot out of him. Uh, he's, he's got just a really, really nice touch on his reads. And, uh, and as he said, he's just finished up his first commercial demo. It is self. Uh, Mike doesn't do everything for you, and you know that. He, 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 you're doing it. He's just coaching you. So you're doing your own production. You're doing your own mixing and a lot of that stuff. And, uh, you know, we're all learning, and we get better and better and better at it. And a year from now, your demo will be totally different, and then you'll be saying, hmm, maybe I need to go pay somebody for one of those fancy-smancy demos. You know, you never know. I've, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably fixing to take my first foray into that avenue with the promo demo because I'm trying to learn the promo side and trying to figure it out. And once I get there, then I may jump in and get that demo done. But uh, again, Charles, can, thank you if I can, so much. I want to plug, um, I want to plug Mike Hathcote for just a second because uh, the service that he offers um, with the, he calls it the six pack. And that's, that's what I did that, that walks us through um, doing your own, uh, self-producing your commercial demo or whatever it is, if it's a promo or e-reader or e-learning. 
Um, the, the thing that, and my wife and I had this discussion, the, the reason that we went that route, other than Troy, you, you spoke very highly of him, and it was well-deserved, by the way, because Mike is just a gem of a guy, is that he doesn't, like you said, he doesn't do it for you. But what he does is, and this is what I love, he equips you with actionable information that you can then take and recreate and use over and over. And, and the, the information that uh, yes. or the skills that you'll learn, you'll carry that through your voiceover career. You'll always be using those. Yes. You will never not be using those. Right. And so, uh, right. so when we talk about coaching, it's not just coaching to, to, to learn how to, to interpret copy and to learn how to convey copy. But we're, we're talking about you get into the production side of it. Um, I had a gig doctor session with Dane today uh, to make sure that my Fiverr gig was 100% as optimized as it could before we launch it. Uh, because he was the one to tell me that Fiverr gives you a push. When you, when you hit that publish, Fiverr's uh, algorithm will give you a push. And so I wanted to uh, make sure that my uh, Fiverr gig was as as well filled out as it possibly could be. And and Dane is the guy. I mean, that's the guy that you go to. And so had I jumped in and just said, well, I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I can do my own demo and I can, I'm going to throw it on Fiverr and, and not waited and become a student uh, before I launched, then I wouldn't have understood and learned these things. So that's why uh, uh, there's, there's, um, there's plenty of work. And, and don't get uh, excited uh, that you're going to miss out on some work when you see somebody gets this job or somebody gets that job or whatever, and, and you're not in the marketplace yet. There's plenty of work to go around. And the best thing you can do is be a student before you start so that you can equip yourself to be successful from the get-go rather than trying to play catch-up after you're already there. It's like learning how to play football after you've already put on the pads and, and walked out on the field. You're like, well, how does this work again? Uh, you're, you're too late. So, uh, so yeah, there it's, it, you, you have to constantly be, uh, training in, in all aspects of, uh, of the VO business, especially for, for us freelancers. So thank you, Troy, uh, for having me on, uh, on the podcast. Um, I'm honored, uh, that you had me here and, and I hope that my journey and, and my, uh, my approach would, would encourage someone, um, to, to kind of take their time and to become a student, uh, of the business and, uh, and do it well instead of doing it, uh, in a hurry. Um, because I, I would hate for somebody to, to just jump in there and, and just get discouraged. Um, and uh, our uh, friend of mine, he says that your, your feelings do not have your future in mind. Your feelings only have the present in mind. And so when we're, we're feeling excited and we want to jump off, we don't think about you know, what, what we have to do for, to sustain in the future. And in the same, same respect, when we, we get down on ourselves, our feelings do not have our future in mind. So if you're feeling low, uh, and, and you kind of have uh, what we call imposter syndrome. Well, that's just momentary. That doesn't have your future in mind. So, uh, so just right. uh, relax and be a student and, uh, and just kind of ease into it because, you know, you've said this time and time again, this is not a sprint. This is a marathon. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you, if it, there, there's no marathon runner that would, that, I mean, I'm not going to wake up and say, you know what, I think I'll run a, a marathon tomorrow. I am in no shape to run to the refrigerator, much less run a marathon. So uh, you have to prepare before you get that's into right. the race. And so that's, uh, that's what I hope, hope the biggest takeaway is, is that, uh, that folks will prepare before, uh, before they hop in. Good deal. Good deal. Good information. Good information. All right, Mike Hathcote, you owe me some money, buddy. I'm sending you a lot of business, and I'm going to continue because I, I do like the way he does things. I do like it. My yeah. belief is Mike might get you to a point where your demo, when you put it out there, you're going to be able to reproduce it on every job you do, and that is what you should be able to do. If you go get a pro demo when you first start, you're not going to be able to reproduce it. But you can reproduce your own stuff if you did it and you mixed it and you learned how to do it. And that's what I'm a really an advocate of. And Mike's really yeah. good at teaching that. Uh, I, I think he is. I, I, you know, he's, he's also good at helping you interpret, uh, interpret script and especially conversationally. He's very good at it. Well, Charles, thanks yeah, again. I've, and I've we're going to, uh, we're going to, yeah. I've, I've got a lot of, uh, a lot of good compliments on, uh, on the demo. So, uh, so yeah, uh, good. another good. teaching for Mike Hathcote. Somebody go, somebody go, go get you a six pack right now. 
uh, from Mike Hathcote, not a six yep. pack, six pack. <laughs> yep. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Mike uh, pointed me in the blue collar direction and I haven't looked back and I appreciate it. Charles will be talking soon, be following up with you and checking on you over the next couple of weeks. And, and if you need any help with anything, you know, I'm not the best, but you know, if you need some help or feedback or anything, I'll be there for you, my friend. And uh, just let me know. And I wish you the best of luck on your Fiverr launch. And hopefully you do get that Friday the 13th order. <laughs> I hope so. Thank you, Troy. I certainly appreciate all that you've, uh, all that you've done to pour into the group and to pour into me. So I really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Hey, everybody. We'll see you next time on The VO Life. Must there be hell in a healthy breakfast? Goodbye, tasteless fiber. Hello, heavenly Kashi organic cinnamon biscuits. Wake up to Kashi. Presenting a whole new line of more powerful, more fuel-efficient tractors from Coyote. It may not be the kind your grandfather bought 60 years ago, but it's probably the kind you'd buy today. Test drive one at your local Coyote dealer. Want relief from tough pain without the tough taste? Try Goody's Cool Orange. Goody's fast, Goody's delicious, because pain relief shouldn't be a pain to take. Goody's flavors, taking the pain out of pain relief. And with coverage you can trust, backed by over 80 years of healthcare expertise, we'll be there when it matters most. This is Medicare from Blue Cross Blue Shield. This is the benefit of blue. Introducing 1850 Coffee with a bold yet smooth taste. New 1850 Coffee. Begin boldly. You can't always be there to protect her down the road. Make sure the tire she's riding on will. With the revolutionary Michelin Premier Tire. Even as it wears down over time, its safety doesn't. The Michelin Premier Tire. Safe when new, safe when worn. You've been listening to The VO Life with Troy Holden. Check back for more episodes each week and catch up on what you've missed also. This is for you, those just living that VO life. Thanks for listening and join us again. The VO Life intro is by Louise Porter. The outro by Liz Moya. You can pick us up on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple, and many other podcast carriers. Need to send me an email? Do it today. Troy at TroyHoldenVoices.com. Thanks for listening.